Welcome to the Not All Better Show, Smithsonian Associates interview series on radio and podcast. I'm Paul Vogelzang, and today's show is a lot of fun, at least for me, and hopefully for all of you, even in absentia. Apologies right out of the gate for being cryptic here. But we're talking about pizza today, and I get to sample some going to Washington, D.C.'s newest pizza hotspot, Via Roma, for what is being called by patrons and reviewers the best pizza on the planet. There are many kinds of pizza to try in the Washington, D.C. area. There's Neapolitan, New York Slices, Detroit-style squares, and more. But have you tried Pinza? It's a Roman-style pizza made with dough that blends rice, soy, and wheat. It proofs up to 72 hours and contains 90% water, making it lighter than traditional pizza. Pinza comes from the Latin pinciere, meaning push the dough by hands. And while the variety is still pretty much unknown, both in Italy and in the United States, it is starting to catch on with fans. You're going to hear it from me. <laughs> I mentioned Via Roma, which is now the first pinciera in Maryland. Our guests today are Via Roma partner and operator, Biagio Sepolero, and chef partner, Tonino Topolino, also known as Chef Tony, both hail proudly from Naples, and their shared passion for pizza has culminated in a restaurant that reflects the ambience, colors, and vibrancy of the beautiful thoroughfare Via Roma in their hometown. In addition to Pinza, the restaurant's menu features homemade pasta and other Italian staples like arnazzini, meatballs, and tiramisu. Join me and Biagio Sepolero and Chef Tony Tonino Tapolino for a three-course interview today featuring the next big thing in pizza. Between courses, I mean in between our interview segments here, we're going to hear about the origins of Pinza and why the partners brought it to the area as well as how each dish is prepared and how you might replicate it at home. Yep, that's right. Check it out. You're going to love this interview. Lunch includes, oh, I'm sorry, our interview includes pizza, dessert, and, uh, that's right, I mean the interview, will be very dessert-like and you'll enjoy it as much as me. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show Smithsonian Associates interview series on radio and podcast, Smithsonian Associates, Biagio, Sepolero, and Chef Tony, Tonino Tapolino. Good. Well, let me just welcome you both, uh, Biagio Sepolero, Chef Tony, Hi. Tonino yes. Topolino. How are you? How are you guys doing? We're doing pretty good. Thank you for asking. Of course. Chef Tony, I know you are busy, and um, the temperature, it seems a little bit cold outside today. Is that good or bad for dough, and what are you doing about that right now? It's bad for some reason, because when you make the dough and it's very warm, you know, two days before, help me to say. Yeah. I, will, I will help. If two days ago it was very, very hot, Okay, you make the dough thinking uh, and uh, all the week is going to be hot. So if today is warm, something is going to be wrong. Like, uh, see. So what he's trying to say is that um, it's tough to plan because this dough, um, it's 72 hour uh, racing process. So what you're doing today will be served three days from now, correct? But when you pull out of the refrigerator after three days and the temperature is different from the days before when you make it, uh, the dough will react uh, in a different way. The way it works, you put enough yeast 
um, for the day you're making it, but you can project, you can foresee what is happening in the next three days and how the humidity and the temperature will change. So once you pull out of the refrigerator, the dough, if there's a different temperature, the dough will react differently. It will raise faster while you try to cut it, or will raise slower uh, according to the temperature uh, and humidity. Correct, Chef? That's right. I learned something in one year. But it's a funny, nice thing about our job. Yeah, that it doesn't... No, every day the same. <laughs> yes, <laughs> correct. Yeah. We all we all have issues with our job, Chef Tony. I, I often have technology issues. It sounds like you've, you know, you've got to face something completely different outside of your control. And some of that is due because this particular dough, and, and absolutely, Biagio, jump right in, but this particular dough, we're talking about pinza, it's, uh, it's got a large water content. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. So the water that we put in... Um, it goes from 80% to 85, 86, 87%. It's never less than 82. 82%. So, and speaking in kilos, for each kilo of flour, we put 820 grams minimum of water. And to give you um, a term of uh, comparison, Neapolitan pizza, how much was it? 60. 60%. 55. 65. So you see how the dough... It's less, our dough is much, much uh, wetter than uh, the other doughs. And it, that makes very complicated to handle it. So when it's cooler outside, you have less of that water evaporating, which just means that you've got to really take that temperature into account even more. So the water stays in the dough, you know, but the, the temperature but, uh, accelerates the racing process. That's why most of the modern pizza chefs have a lab that has air control, uh, a separate air control unit that controls humidity and um, and temperature. A little bit like um, you know when you store good wine in a controlled 65 temperature with low humidity, so that it doesn't alterate. Uh, the wine per se. The same thing as well, I should say, it's much not. worse Yeah, happens with the dough because at the end of the day, it's a, li- uh, it's a living organism. The yeast mixed with flour and the water creates a real um, organism. You see, it literally breathes when you pull it out. It goes up and down because it's adjusting to the temperature and the humidity of the room it's been working in. I think all this is fascinating. I think our audience is just going to love hearing about this. And particularly, we're talking about the Via Roma Pizzeria. And Chef Tony is here, Biagio, Sepolero, both founders of the restaurant. How did you guys come up with this concept for Via Roma? I'll, uh, I'll interject here. Um, during the pandemic, we got together and I had this opportunity to open um, this restaurant, Camp Springs. And me and Tony were friends outside of work. We never worked together. And Tony came to me and said, oh, let's make, let's do a pizzeria. But I wanted to do a Neapolitan pizzeria because that's what I knew since I came here the first time in 2008 and I opened my first restaurant in Rocky. He said, let's make pizza. And by that time, I only knew a little bit about pizza because I first met it um, in uh, Vegas in 2018 at a pizza expo. Uh, so I said, okay, let's try. And during the pandemic, you know, we start developing our recipe and we talk to people from Rome 
which is where things originated from. And we start feeding family, friends, random people in the neighborhood with pins, and everybody loved it. And we said, okay, we are onto something. And um, while Tony developed the recipe, and to this day is still developing, which is the best thing about it, uh, that uh, the research and developing never stops. The concept was to find a restaurant that, to um, found a restaurant that was very inclusive uh, for everyone. It doesn't matter you come in, in a business attire and flip-flops, you're always uh, welcome. And Via Roma, it's a, uh, the name comes from a street in, uh, in Napoli where I used to walk to school, back from school. It was filled with different restaurants, big restaurants, small restaurants, mom and pops. So you will see this bustling street full of people that were getting in and out of this restaurant from lunchtime. And um, we decided to call Via Roma uh, in honor of the street and uh, in honor of my youth, I should say our youth. That's a wonderful story. Chef Tony, you've got to have uh, just a, a, a great working arrangement there with Biagio. It sounds like the pizza has just been enormously successful. Again, we're talking about pinza, which is different from Napoleon Na, Napolitano. Is that am I saying that right? Napolitano pizza. You're very ninety percent close. Neapolitan <laughs> pizza or Napolitana? Napolitana. Okay, good. Thank you for that. Well, what makes this pizza what makes and dough different? different? The, the 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 way you mix the, the ingredients and the, the the way you you raise the the dough is is different. The the flour is different. The way you precook the crust is many 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 things make this kind of pizza different to the others. You know, this more com- complicated in some way. I I saw him working on the dough from many, many months, and while I was familiar with the Neapolitan uh, pizza-making process, this one's completely different. First, the flour, it's a mix of uh, soy, wheat, and rice uh, that comes straight from Italy, and um, it's mixed with a lot of water. It's really 72 hours rather than, you know, 36, 24, 24, 12 hours for uh, some time. People uh, use 12 hours only. And then we... Uh, we pre we stretch open in uh, rice dust, which makes it um, even crispier when you cook it. And we cook it twice. We pre-cook it the first time, and we cook for about a minute, two minutes, with, I would say, 25 30% of the process. And then we put it aside. And then when we have to serve it to the public, we cook it again. And that two-cooking makes the pizza even crispier. Crispier on the bottom, for sure but it's still fluffy and very soft on the top. So I always say when you first bite into pizza, into pizza, your brain tells you, oh, we had so much pizza in our life, how come we never had this one? And the reason is because the bottom part of your mouth goes into the crispness of it, while the top goes into the fluffiness of it. So it's a double sensation at the same time that goes through your mouth and it creates an experience that you never had before. Literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just sounds delicious. I, I'm looking forward to coming and, and enjoying some of this with you. I, I, Pinsa is an interesting name. Maybe tell us about that. It's spelled P-I-N-S-A, which it has a similarity to pizza, but of course it's very different as you've described. Where does that name come from, Pinsa? It's It comes from, let me see, uh, like the way you stretch it. 
um, for a lack of better expression. And um, and um, he comes also from, uh, if I'm not mistaken, has his roots into Latin uh, and was um, brought back to life by the Romans in the past couple of decades. Uh, so this pizza originated in Rome, uh, and there was a guy that owned, still owns uh, a meal that came up, tried to engineer a flour that was, you know, different and make a lighter and crispier uh, pizza. Um, so that's pretty much where he originated from. So, but I think uh, what makes really um, interesting, what, what is really interesting about this is that, uh, as someone has to say, not every pizza is pizza. But pizza is pizza, uh, so that's that's a nice way to put it. Mm-hmm. So at Via Roma, you serve pizza, of course. Do you serve the Napolitano pizza as no, well? No, we absolutely. It would be impossible. Uh, uh, it would be completely different. We use a different oven, which is we we use two ovens. We use an electric oven with a double deck with double temperature on the bottom and on the top for pre-cooking. And then we use an impingement oven. It's a, um, a modern convention oven uh, with a lot of air put through the pizza. Uh, while the Napolitan pizza mostly use um, a fire-burning uh, oven, gas or wood, uh, it doesn't really matter at this point. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't trust place who serve two different kinds of pizza. And that, yes, and that's the thing because you want to do everything and you end up doing nothing good. You just stick with one dough and just perfect that. Well, Via Roma is getting just rave reviews. It's certainly Pinsa is, is, is the next big thing. Have you, have you found that your customers uh, have understood it well enough? Do you, are you doing a lot of educating of people and trying to kind of explain how this is, how this is different? So – this is an old old conversation, you know, that at this point, <laughs> at this point, I don't think um, has sense uh, or should be true anymore. When we came here first years ago, we were purists. We think, oh, this is pizza. We know better. And it is what it is. And you better stick with what we say because we know it. The truth is that it's, there's a cultural difference. Uh, Americans like to put whatever they like on their pizza, rightly so, for for uh, for them to do it, to choose it. Um, but uh, we try uh, not to educate because it seems like we're a snob or some kind of teachers here, which we are not. But we try to tell them, trust what we're doing. And um, when we tell you maybe this ingredient won't be great uh, on it, it's because there's so much engineering in this crust that we don't want that the amount of ingredients that you put on top of the crust will first literally destroy the crust because of the weight, because this is a very airy and almost empty in the middle pizza. And second, we'll take um, away the good from the crust. All what you taste will be the ingredients on top, which, you know, we don't do much with it. Um, but the crust is our, our baby. So we 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 have our pizzas in a certain way, the classic pizza, the mar- the margarita, the capricciosa, and um, you know some 
uh, other pizzas. But then we also created pizza that are for uh, the American palate. So the meat lover, the pepperona, and we let them put some ingredients on top that um, we wouldn't do it, uh, but we we no one to tell people not what to put and what not to put on pizza. But we don't have pineapple in the house. We don't have banana peppers in the house, and um, we 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 don't do all of these things. So uh, there's a way to do it, and um, without being snob or uh, no good about it. I- I, it, from what I read, I yeah, and just kind of getting to know you a little bit, Biagio and, and Chef Tony. I know you guys are doing it absolutely the right way. The the way that that we as Americans need to kind of experience this. Different. I wonder if the pinza technique has changed since you first started. Have you had to uh, uh, adapt for some different kind of uh, things in in the uh, the the American palate? Well, uh, no. When it comes to pizza, not really. But you know, as I said. Uh, the technique remains the same, but what really makes the difference is the ingredients that you put on top. So in that sense, we didn't adapt. We adjusted a little bit, not much more than that. You kind of referred to this earlier, Biagio and Chef Tony, and, and you know, COVID impacted all of our lives. Certainly restaurants were impacted tremendously. I wonder what you did during that time. Did you opt for... More delivery? Did you have some uh, dining in experiences and some not? How did you how did you kind of survive that? So we opened last year, uh, February in February twenty twenty one. Sure, it wasn't March twenty twenty, so we were kind of already. Um, we went through uh, the biggest and the toughest phase of COVID, but COVID was still around. And um, we had some um, uh, some issue when we opened, you know, we opened only for uh, for delivery um, and pickup. And I remember the first week where we opened, it was snowy and ice here in Maryland. And it was, you know, in the mid- we were kind of in the middle of nowhere. We were in front of a big federal building that was supposed to host 4,000 people, but it was closed. Uh, so it was tough at the beginning. So, but thanks to new software and computer point of sale systems, we were able to rely on delivery pickup. Which um, even when we start opening the doors and having people in, uh, was still sitting at about fifty percent of the business. And to this day, it's about forty percent of our business. You will see days where you walk inside the restaurant and it looks empty, but you see the cooks. Cooking, 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 because there's a lot of pickup, there's a lot of delivery to be made. Um, and I'm very happy that the software industry adjusted to it very rapidly. Otherwise, it would have been a real problem for a restaurant like us uh, to survive during uh, 2021. Well, I'm so glad you have survived and thrived. And I, I read, I thought this was fascinating. Chef Tony and Biagio, maybe tell us a little bit about the kids' cooking class. I thought that was great to read about. Yeah, speaking of kids, uh, Chef Tony had to run to take care of his dough uh, that it's a kid right now, <laughs> so I'll finish up here. Um, good, good. Well, thanks, Biagio, yeah. for sticking around. We appreciate um, it. The, the kids' class was um, my daughter's idea. Uh, her name is Jordana mm-hmm. Gigi. She wanted, she's in love with cooking and the restaurant business, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I'm 
tried to change her mind. It's like dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like dad. <laughs> yeah. During the pandemic, you know, she, she was home at night with us. And during dinner, she was, uh, you know, acting. She was the server. And one day she was the chef for me and my wife. And the other day she was cooking pizza with me. So then when we opened, she started coming here in the week during the weekends and worked the pizza station with uh, Chef Tony. And then one day he said, why don't we do this for my friends at such and such birthday? And then uh, from there, I said, why don't we do it at the restaurant? And then she said, why we don't do a cooking class? And that's how it was born, the idea to have a kids um, cooking class where bunch of kids come and um, she runs the class with me. So she showed them how to stretch the dough, how to put the toppings on it, how to put in the oven, how to cut the pizza. So I want to give the credit to the class, to my daughter. Uh, at the age of eight, she's been very, very aware of what's going on in the restaurant industry. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, it, it sounds like you're a great dad, and and sounds like you got a great daughter who is just following right in the footsteps of the successful yes, pop. <laughs> so congrats to you. That, that's you. so nice to hear about. Yes. Hey, I wonder if you'd I'd like to get some pictures of the restaurant. Of course, we're talking today kind of via the phone, but maybe tell us about what we'll experience in the pizzeria, you know, at, at Pinza at Via Roma and, and how it looks, how you kind of designed the place. So, as I said, I want a space that is um, very, very inclusive. Um, so, when you walk in, um, it's, it's, it's a very open space with very high ceilings. There's a coffee shop at the very entrance, uh, kind of um, a Starbucks, but it's it's all um, Italian themed. Um, and we designed this coffee shop to serve the people across the street in the federal building. Uh, and right behind the coffee shop, that's where the restaurant opens up. On the left, there's an open kitchen where you can see all the process of cooking, the pasta, the appetizer, the salad, the pizza, everything. There's a big dining room in the middle, uh, which is very minimalistic with very um, uh, simple colors, the white, the beige. Um, but then there's a huge splash of color on the opposite wall, which is a, um, a big mural made by um, an artist that it's local for me means we come from the same city, Napoli, but she lives here in this year. And um, she draw this beautiful um, snapshot of Napoli with the most iconic things from Napoli, the, the volcano, the golf, uh, the street, the crowded streets, the coffee, mocha machine. Uh, and she was able to put on one big painting and uh, we put it on the wall. Uh, and that makes the absolute uh, difference. On the right, there's a big bar um, with um, an opening on an outside patio. Uh, so you sit at the bar, and then there's a window that opens on the patio. And outside that window, there's another piece of bar. So you can see it from outside and look inside, or vice versa. Um, the outside patio is beautiful. It's shaded. There's umbrellas and tables, and it's uh, very relaxing. Kind of gives you a, all year long a summer uh, breeze because we uh, cultivate uh, um, our herbs on the patio. So the basil, the thyme, the means that we use for drinks and uh, for food. So very, very relaxing uh, 
atmosphere and great food, of course. Yeah, it sounds great. And the pizza sounds great, too. Uh, Biagio Sepolero has been our guest along with Chef Tony. We've uh, been talking all about Via Roma Restaurant. If I'm if I'm eating at Via Roma for the first time, what what is the what do you recommend, Biagio? What's the pizza that that I should order for the first time? Well, the first time it's mandatory. Absolutely, you need to order the margarita, which is the queen of pizza. Uh, we use our uh, San Marzano. Uh, tomatoes, which we don't blend, we we uh, smash with our hands. Uh, we only add salt to it. So when people, you know, sometimes some people say, "Oh, it's out of the can," we say, "Yes, it's literally out of the can because those tomatoes are so good; they don't need anything else." Uh, um, we use cheese uh, that it's imported from Italy, olive oil that is imported from Italy. They all go on Tony's crust, and um, they make this pizza that. So simple and still it's full of flavor, like, you know, the basics of, of Italian cuisine where we use few ingredients, but we're still able to pull an amazing dish out of it. So you order a margarita, maybe you order a beautiful glass of wine from Napoli, which is a falangina, white wine, at the right temperature, the seat on the patio. Um, after that, uh, you order a tiramisu or a gelato, and you know maybe for thirty dollars you have the time of your life for a few hours. Oh, it sounds like the time of your life, and and uh, we're gonna we're gonna come join you. But Biagio Cipollero, uh, thank you for your time. Please pass along our our thanks to Chef Tony. Our best to you, and uh, of course the next big thing in pizza, pinza. And uh, Biagio. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me, and uh, have, everybody have a great weekend. Thank you. My thanks to Smithsonian Associates, Biagio Sepolero, and Chef Tony, Tonino Topolino. You can find Chef Tony and Biagio Sepolero at Smithsonian Associates coming soon with more details available on our website and Smithsonian Associates. Check out our show notes for more details. My thanks to the Smithsonian team for all they do to support the show. My thanks to you, my wonderful audience here on the Not Old Better Show on radio and podcast. Please be safe, be well, and let's enjoy pizza, <laughs> especially pizza, the next big thing in pizza, so we can talk about better. The Not Old Better Show on radio and podcast. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see each other next week right here at notold-better.com. 